Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment, relax, and bring all your alertness, your awareness to what God, whatever God is doing in your life right now, just let that become real and let his presence become real to you. He's always there. He's always present. It's our awareness of him that returns to a relationship with him. So we've been talking for a long time about the supernatural realm and how we're learning how it works, and uh, it's a good question about how do we learn? How do we learn about the supernatural realm? How do we learn about anything? It's uh, by experience, and very often it's by somebody guiding us. Now, fortunately, we have God. You know, we have God who's teaching us and, and guiding us and counseling and directing, and we're learning to trust him more. Part of our, our big problem in learning these things is fear, fear of the unknown, fear of making a mistake, fear of being hurt, fear of being ostracized or not accurate or not clear, you know, fail, failing in some way. And yet, that's how we learn. By trying things and and failing and falling and then getting back up and trying something else. Just to sort of give you an idea. So I was thinking about, okay, you know, we have spirit, soul, and body. Three realms. And yet within the supernatural realm, there's different realms within that supernatural realm. And I was thinking of the, of the natural realm. That would be like everything that you can experience or describe using your natural senses. So it's what you can see and taste and hear and touch and smell. Those are all things that are part of your natural realm. And if you just stop and look around and see all the different colors and shapes and movement and think of all the different smells you can smell, whether it's perfume or something, rotten eggs, you know, from, from mint toothpaste to chicken soup to wildflowers, to roses. We can smell such a variety of different things, and our brain tells us this is what you're smelling. And our brain tells us this is what you're seeing. So it's a, call it a closed system. The information, the, the solution to our senses is part of our physical body, our physical being. 
it's our brain. When you hear a sound, when you hear my voice, when you hear, uh, you know, sirens, your brain interprets that and tells you this is what you need to do. When somebody's calling your name, you recognize that. And your brain tells you what to do, whether it's say hi or you run the other direction. But these are all parts, normal parts, of our day-to-day life. We have a body. We exist in our natural realm. And these are things we've learned how to exist. We've learned how to be natural in the natural realm. And we recognize that we're not alone in this natural realm. There are all these different creatures. There are birds and snakes and cats and dogs and elephants and fish and all different kinds of creatures that are also part of this natural realm. Now, we don't seem to have a problem accepting that God created the earth and God created all the different creatures of the earth and that they are all under his control. And when we think of, you know, frogs, when we think of, uh, let's do something closer, let's, let's pick dogs, how many different breeds are there? Now, we've intervened and we've, we've made bred dogs to have certain characteristics. But even within those characteristics, even within a particular breed, when you look at one dog of the same breed next to another, there's going to be different temperament differences. One may be friendlier than the other. One may be calmer or more, more active than the other. But we can tell by experience, by observation, and by interacting with those dogs the differences between one dog and another, even if they're the same breed. Likewise with cats. Now we can see, okay, there's general, they have certain traits about cats. We know they they like to knock things off counters and shelves and anything goes on the floor. They sleep a lot. They shed a lot. They groom a lot. They're kind of stubborn. We can come up with characteristics that describe them in general, but then there's going to be individual characteristics of one to another. Now, I don't know what nature of soul they have, if they have one, or I'm kind of suspecting they do. But we can even go to, like, trees. Every tree has unique DNA. Every, you know, when we look at grass, we can discover what kind of grass it is and it distinguishes grass from weeds. There's a lot of different things we learn by observation and by experience. And then if we want to learn more, we go to trusted sources or we experiment. Okay, does water burn? Well, one way to find out. And we we learn by interacting 
with our natural resource. Like when we've, if you've never had uh, chocolate chip ice cream, how do you describe that to someone? It's best just to hear, have some, and then they'll know what it's like. Well, peanut butter, anything. We, we learn by experiencing it. And yet we also recognize the, the diversity, the expansive creativity that is in our natural realm. And yet there's also, with that diversity, there's a very strong individuality. One squirrel is different than another squirrel. One bird, one robin is different than another robin, and yet they're both robins. Looking at the, you know, us as humans, as in our natural state, in our bodies, we're all, you know, we all have the same qualities of having a body, arms and legs and these five senses, and yet we're each unique. The individual is, is important, and yet understanding and learning about the human creature as a species we learn something different from that perspective. Well, how does that apply or how can that apply to the supernatural realm? And this is how we learn. Is that was simply a thought I had. You know, and and, and if you're spending time with God, pay attention to the thoughts you have. Because I'll bet nobody is afraid of thinking about squirrels. Nobody's concerned about, well, what if I am wrong about what a squirrel is capable of being, of doing? We, you know, you may start feeding a squirrel and it gets in your house and then you have to get it out of your house. Well, that's just part of you learning, okay, don't let a squirrel in your house. You know, you've got an el- you know an elephant. Don't tempt it to chase you. You know that may be a, a harsh lesson to learn. But the thing is, is what if those qual- the qualities that we are experiencing in the natural, to some degree or another, translate to the supernatural, maybe even to the spiritual, because we know it's all created by spirit. So. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So do the same qualities that we are acknowledging and experiencing on a day-to-day basis in the natural realm, do they also translate to the supernatural and maybe even the spiritual? Again, the point is not about, okay, let's, but we will. We'll talk about how do they translate. But what's more important is this is how we learn. We pay attention when we're thinking about something and a new idea or a question or a thought rises. That's revelation. You don't need an angel to come and draw you a picture. Oh, this is the revelation of, of what God is doing. In the, you know, this is the next big thing. No, it's going to be these small ideas, these small glimpses small thoughts what if 
how about? And the more we accept that this is just all part of our journey, that you already have all the answers to all your questions in your spirit, who you truly are. You already know everything about the supernatural realm. You already know everything about the natural realm. You, you know how black holes work. You know if there is life on other planets. You've, you've talked to them if there is. You, you've already experienced all of that. You were there when it was created. And yet here we are, we're still so inexperienced in learning about the supernatural realm, which isn't even the spiritual realm. It's just in between. It's just above the natural. But if, if what we're experiencing in the natural is as diverse and yet hopefully not scary, I mean, yeah, we can be afraid of spiders and snakes and, and scary creatures, those are reasonable things, things that go bump in the night, things we're not sure of. And then when we hear a siren, it, you know, that, that gets our attention and it's supposed to, and we're supposed to react to that. Or we're, we're sound asleep and the fire alarm, the smoke detector goes off and we jump out of bed and we, we react to that. So, yeah, we can get our adrenaline going pretty good, but we understand that. There's, there's no huge, it's not a, tr- life is not supposed to be a big traumatic event on a daily basis. We've come to learn how our senses, our natural senses work. When you smell something bad, stop smelling it. When something burns, pull away from it. it it's not that complicated. So then we can start thinking, and, we, and as we think, we just allow God to lead us. And how do you do that? Uh, just by experimenting. We start going, okay, God, you know, let's look at the supernatural realm. What kind of creatures do we think, you know, it's like a starting point, might be in the supernatural realm? And pretty much we start with angels and demons. Now, in the natural realm, maybe those are, you know, safe animals and not safe animals. Then we don't have to have a correlation, but think maybe there's things, you know, that live, are more active at night, you know, bats and, and predators. And then there's other things that, you know, are domesticated versus wild. All these different uh, counterbalances. Uh, so we can look, do we, is that true in the supernatural? And we just, we put that question out there and we just let God draw us or lead us or not. And we just let our, be available to, to be led and ask those questions. And we let, let him direct and guide and answer. And if, now again, if you're not at all curious about that, that's fine too. Because God is doing something else in your life. Again, the, this example is not so much about the supernatural realm, what's going on in there. It's about this is how God 
reveals himself. This is, this is true revelation. And we've talked about how all your, uh, all the abilities, the supernatural abilities, you know, prophecy and being able to raise the dead and, and miracles, that you have that. You have all of them right now. Those are your solical abilities that are in your soul right now. Just you haven't learned how to use them. Well, this is, this is all part of that. Is you already know how to do that, but it's part of your solical senses that, he, that you've learned instead to rely fully on, too fully, on your natural being. So as you're spending time with God, he is starting to quicken those solical abilities. And with that comes revelation, revealing more and more of God's creation. Because we can be confident that God, whatever is going on in the supernatural realm, that God created it. That it didn't just, it's just not there, you know, in existence. It's something that God created. And he wants us to to participate in it. We are overcomers here on this earth and in the supernatural realm because we are spirit beings. We have power and authority in the natural, over the natural, and in the supernatural, and over the supernatural. Again, our solical realm is a part. We could say it's one one galaxy. You know, when you look at the stars, you know, every star represents multiple galaxies or is part of a, a galaxy. And when we look up in the sky here on this earth, you can see all these different stars. And there's planets going around each one of those stars pretty much. And we think, okay, what, what is going on in those planets? What is going on in the galaxy? And we, you know, we, it, we learn that, okay, it's taken, you know, this many light years for that light to come from that star to reach our eye. And that star may have even burned out by the time the light reaches our eye. So we are are not only learning about our senses, but we're learning how the natural world works. Is that also how we learn about the supernatural? Is by asking questions, by spending time there, by by being a, a, a witness to how things work, an interchange. So when we look and we think about, okay, Adam, uh, angels and demons. And let's just throw in a couple other just broad categories, you know, ghosts, you know, ghosts and aliens, whatever. How would that, how would we learn about that? We, we wouldn't necessarily use our natural senses. We would use our solical senses because our solical senses function in the solical realm. Now, our solical senses would be limited in the supernatural realm unless, you know, over time they're going to be quickened. But for now, they're going to be limited. 
It's just right now, for instance, we're just, you know, wherever you are, whether you're sitting or standing or walking, you're limited by of the in the perception of your natural senses by your geographical location. Right now, you can't see the other side of the earth. Your vision isn't that good to see the other side, what's going on in the other, on, on the continent across, you know, uh, across the, the other side of the earth. You can't see that. Your your hearing is limited. You're being able to sense what's going on in other parts of the world. Those are all limited geographically. So you're only experiencing those things that are uh, within your perception, within a certain range. Is that true in the supernatural? We don't know. Maybe it's bound by a different set of laws because each area, each realm, each uh, uh, creation, aspect of God's creation has its own set of laws that function in that area. And again, what's important is that this is how we learn. Because God is quick, as you're spending time, he is quickening your solical senses and those abilities. And so we don't want to say, okay, well, if God is quickening my ability to raise the dead, that this is what it's going to look like. I'm going to go to a funeral and lay my hands on a coffin and the dead person is going to rise from the coffin or into a hospital or some I'm or I'm driving by an accident and I I lay my hands and I you know in Jesus name or we anoint them with oil or we do thus thus and thus I said no that's there is no plan there is no right way to do things now there are laws in place and there is a a structure to what goes on in the supernatural realm. Now we get a peek of that in the witness statements regarding Jesus' time here on this earth. You know, he taught his disciples, these are some things about the earth and the laws that work on the earth. You know, speak to the mountain, it shall be removed. And also, here's some things about the supernatural realm, about casting out devils. Now, we can look at that and go, okay, that was something special that only they could do, but it wasn't. It wasn't a special gift because they weren't even Christians. They weren't even spirit-filled. They weren't even born again. His disciples weren't. Nobody was born again until after Jesus' resurrection. So whatever was quickened in them, part of their soul, and maybe part of their body. I think mostly their soul. But what did they, some of the things that they learned? How did Jesus teach his disciples? He sent them out. And 
He sent them out two by two, and they came back, and they marveled that the devils, the demons, did what they told them to. They obeyed them. And Jesus was, well, yeah, of course. That's how he taught them, is he sent them to experiment, to try this. Then we have the, the example where people who weren't followers of Christ, who didn't know Christ, tried to do the exact same thing. And the demon said, Christ I know, and Paul I know, but I don't know you. And he chased him. And he got the upper hand. Why did that happen? And, you know, a lot of times we fall back on, oh, it's because he didn't have, they didn't have faith or they weren't born again. It's like, no, there's, there's, there are mechanics there. There are laws that govern the supernatural realm. Just as there are laws that govern our natural earth, like gravity and time. You, fall, you jump off a roof, odds are you're going to fall. And yet you get in the plane, you're going to stay in the air most of the time. Because there are laws and there are ways of using those laws. So when God says, ask me about this, seek me about this, that's revelation in and of itself. He's saying, come, you know, come unto me. And he'll show us the kingdom that we are already in, drawing us and enticing us to learn more. So look for the small things. Don't be thinking that, okay, you know, like a word of knowledge. Um, did you know uh, somebody was going to back out on a dinner uh, invitation before you found out about it? And when that happened, you go, uh-huh. That's it. It's not a big thing, but that's the beginning of those abilities returning to full functioning. And that's what God wants. He wants every aspect of your supernatural, your soul, to be restored. Your soul restored. Like Jesus himself was exemplifying this is what it looks like. And he was walking around. And, you know, when he, uh, let's say, when he was raising Lazarus from the dead, okay, how many days did he have to prepare for that? How many people did he have to say, okay, everybody get in a prayer chain. Let's, let's everybody fast. Let's everybody hold hands. No, he just said, Lazarus, come forth. And he did. Lazarus was dead, and he came forth alive. Now, one of the, to me, one of the neat things is that all the miracles that Jesus did, he didn't repeat things. You know, the way he healed people, he never healed people the same way twice. He, he didn't, you know, uh, exemplify. He didn't, he was quite... He had quite the variety. I don't think he wanted us to think that there was a, a 
trick or a a scope or a, a this is how we do things type of thing. I think instead he wanted us to experience who and what he was according to the moment-by-moment embracing of the environment, the geography, the situation and circumstances that he placed within in front of us. So we don't need to be looking for events. Even the illustration I threw out there about, okay, look at the diversity and the variety, and yet the similarities within our natural realm, do those translate to the supernatural realm, the solical realm? Just think on that. That we could translate that is how many different animals are there? How many different within an animal species, how many varieties, you know, like dogs, okay, so many different kinds of dogs. We look at elephants, there's different kinds of elephants, how many different kinds of fish, and yet when we think of angels, we only think, okay, there's one kind of angel, and they have wings, and they wear these white robes, etc. you know, and demons, they're all scary, and they're all have hooved, you know, claws, you know, feet, and whatever it is you imagine a demon to be, start thinking. Be open. Maybe that's not the way it is. Maybe that's not. Maybe there's more there. And as you do that, we can learn how to learn. We can test the laws. We can experiment with the different ways that the different laws work. And we learn by experience. And this is, this is what God wants. This is not because this is something that he is lowering himself to, but this is his high challenge. So we will be getting back together again at the same time. I'm sorry if there's any technical difficulties. Um, So we will be getting back together again at the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.